I love that song. There is none like you, none like you, Jesus. There is none like you. That song we sang on day one of One Seed Church on an acoustic. You are the one. You know, I don't know words good, but there is none like you. If we had it on video, Cameron, we could show that that was on the very first set list on day one. But we didn't start recording until about a month later, I think, February 2018. We started putting these out on YouTube. Because we didn't really know what we were doing, but we knew what the mission was. So we knew that if we wanted to reach people, we had to leverage every opportunity possible. So we were going for YouTube, Facebook, and here we are almost... Two and a half years. I don't want to say three years because we're not there yet. Two and a half years. But it's so good to be in God's house. It's a beautiful day out. And we are in week four. And before you're seated, I want to give you my passage. But just to see who the overachievers are in the room, can anybody remember the first three weeks of this Walk This Way series? The first week was to walk in unity. The second week was to walk in Love. The third week was to walk in light. And the fourth week, I'm going to give it to you in a minute. Let's go to the passage, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 through 21. And just read along with me. Put an amen in the chat when you've got it. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 through 21. It says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. The wise understand what the will of the Lord is, is what he's saying. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, which sustains. Speaking to one another in Psalms in hymns, I know you all talk in psalms and hymns, in spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Giving thanks sometimes. No. What does it say? It says giving thanks always. Always for all things to God the Father in the name. What name? The name of the Lord. The only name. What name? The only name from where? Heaven that we can be saved. The only name Jesus. Jehovah saves his people from their sins you shall name the baby Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins Jehovah saves is Hebrew for excuse me Yeshua Greek Jesus means Jehovah saves Joshua Hebrew anyway there's a little theology language lesson 21 submitting to one another in the fear of God give thanks always for all the things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of the plan, give thanks to your creator. Submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. My final title in this Walk This Way series, and some of you may have got it by now, and Debbie, I know I dropped you a hint, Proverbs chapter 9. Walk in wisdom. Touch your neighbor and tell them, you need to walk in wisdom when you carry this name on your shoulder. Too much is given, much is required. You may be seated in the house of God or in your house 
of Darting Prairie or your house of <laughs> O'Fallon or house of Troy, wherever you are at, you may be seated. It may not be physically the church walls, but it's God's house when we commune together, whether in person or online, it's God's house too. Thank you for your continued Facebook check-ins, all your online watch parties and sharing of the live stream experience. It does make a difference. You may not know how much difference you make, but guess what? That's part of the gospel. We don't always know what difference we're making, but we know we're making a difference because we spread the good news. We don't have to analyze the return because God gives the increase. So we are faithful to know that when we share the good news, God is gonna do something. So when you share the live experience, God is going to do something and he has and he will continue to do so. So it's the final week. Walk this way. And we are left with a hope to know all things work together for his good according to the promise of God's word. And facing seasons of our life in the lives we embrace as believers is built upon continual growth. Touch your neighbor, tell them it's continual. You are meant to keep growing. It's not a one and done. You are meant to keep stepping. You know how it goes. You step. That's right. A continual growth and understanding in how God wants us to behave and handle unexpected and expected seasons. There's a way we are to walk. We are to walk this way. Our walk is built upon wisdom that God has put in us to flow through us. It's not of ourselves. It's a heavenly wisdom. And how we choose to handle situations is what impacts the outcome as well as what leads other, others either closer or further sometimes. Can you imagine that sometimes people intend to lead people to God and they actually push them away because they lacked wisdom in the decision-making process of how to handle the situation. And as Christians, we have been chosen. How are we chosen? By the grace, the gift of grace on the cross that shed blood for us. Jesus Christ died on a cross, so you have been chosen because he died because it mattered, because you were chosen. So we have been instilled this opportunity and this accountability to be equipped with the truth through sanctification. Sanctification is my growing in my walk with God. When you get saved, it doesn't stop there. You continue to grow in your walk with God and you continue to have revelations of who God is and learn new things. It never stops. And when you think it stops, that's the devil's game because it never will stop. You'll never be able to understand God fully. We will never be able to understand God fully. The last verse of John says, if, God, if, God, if we wrote down everything God did, the world can contain all the books. It's because we have enough that we should believe, and that is enough. We don't have to understand God. He has no counselor. We will never understand God. But we will have enough to be wise as his children. And wisdom separates my feelings from my mission and instills heaven's experience. That's important. It separates my feelings from my mission and it instills not my abilities. 
not my wisdom, but heaven's wisdom now flows through us when I seek to walk in godly wisdom. That's what we're talking about. The wisdom of the world is false. The wisdom of God is truth. Which will you choose? And in a world where anything goes and conversation is never ending and it's an open platform to say and do, we have been trained to walk without caution. We've been trained to just wear our hearts on our sleeves, say whatever it is come to mind and let our mouths get ahead of our wisdom. It gets ahead of us. If we continue to walk blind as we always did, we will never change. It's kind of like my hamburger experience. Has anybody else gone through this? You know, when you first get married and you get your first grill and you're so excited and you actually think that it's going to stay clean if you stay on top of it, especially if you get the stainless, you think, oh man, I'm going to keep this looking nice. And then you got the the wiser older brother who says it's going to be filthy and it's going to be that way. And that's just the way it goes. And then you find out later he was right from experience. That was earthly wisdom coming in as experience. But no, like before there was YouTube, I would get the burgers and I'm like, Michelle, I got the grill. I'm going to cook us some burgers. I'm the man of the house. And Michelle's like, okay, whatever. And she didn't know what good food was back then. So she thought they were good, even though they tasted like, you know, sandpaper um, on a grill. See, see, I would overcook the burgers because I never took the time to seek out how to cook a burger properly. And I'm sorry, all you millennials, but there was no YouTube yet. So you just kind of had to like ask a relative or go to like a a library? And did they have books on barbecue at the library? What is a library actually? What is that? Like checking out books? Who does that? There was, there was Google, but there was not YouTube yet. And, and so I didn't know how to do the burger, right? So what I do, I just kept doing it recklessly. I just turn it up on high, throw it on there, nuke it until it was hard as a rock. And then it just, you know, it wasn't as bad as some, I've had some burgers that were worse than my own, believe it or not. And, and you wonder where do these people learn to cook? It's, it's, it's this, like they never sought out how to do it right. I remember I went to this church barbecue one time out of all places and the burgers were so dry I almost choked to death in the name of our Lord because I couldn't swallow the meat because there was no moisture to get it down my throat there was no moisture to get it down my throat Michelle do you remember those burgers yeah she remembers and she's just shaking her head because she can't even talk about it to this day because they were so dry see see the attempt at these burgers was without caution there was no is this the right way to approach this is this the right way see it took time and youtube and finally i go you know what i think there's a better way and some of y'all heard the burger story it's not like i'm 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 over it but it it's 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 damaging to me and i have to talk about it recurringly to stay to stay balanced and so i finally figured out that you know you got to you got to cook the burgers on some high heat for a second then you turn that puppy down on some indirect heat and you let it cook through to the perfect tenderness and you don't want sandpaper hard as a rock well done you want medium well little pink no blood that's how i like it but it took time to be cautious with the way i cooked And we have to take a a conscious step to be cautious with the way we walk for Jesus. That's what sanctification does. It increases our heavenly experience here on earth. It increases our awareness of heaven's ways here on earth. 
That's what godly wisdom will do. It'll help you judge and assess correctly the first time without burning them things on the grill for five years straight. It'll help discern the things that are of God and the things that are not. The Bible says, try the spirits to know are they of God or not. You know, an imitation can look a lot like the real thing. But when you go to take that to the pawn shop to get rid of that thing, he's going to tell you this is not the real thing. Remember Simon the sorcerer wanted to buy the Holy Ghost because he saw what, what the Holy Ghost did to people when it fell upon them. He saw something and he was trying to imitate the real thing. But what is God cannot be imitated by man. And so we have to learn to discern as Christians to walk in wisdom, discerning, is this of God or is it not of God? It's been going on since the garden, the garden of Eden. Not the, um, is that where the Celtics play? The garden? Madison Square Garden? Not that kind of garden. It, so I don't even know my team. See, the, I just know Madison Square Garden because I watch UFC. I don't know anything about basketball. But I'm talking about the garden of Eden Ever since the garden, there's been this deception that what can look like truth can actually be the enemy's lie. You know, you know, when Eve was told not to eat, she can eat of any tree, but the knowledge of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And 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 so so the devil came and he said, Are you sure that's what God said? Because God said, You will die if you eat of this tree. And he said, are you sure? Did he really say you'll die? Maybe you'll just get like corona. Maybe you'll just get sick. Maybe you'll just catch the flu. I don't think you're going to die though. And he kind of just, he just kind of massaged the truth into being false. It was so subtle. It was false. And that's what walking without caution in your pursuit for God can do to your faith. It can, it can be without caution and it can lead you down a path that is not of God, that is actually the farthest thing from it. And someone is telling you that's the Lord. That's why we need the Bible. We need the Bible as the authority. It is. The, the word is the authority. Jesus was the word. He is the authority that corrects us and shows us when we are not discerning like we should. We are not to walk Without caution, we are to walk cautiously, wisely, according to the word of God. We are supposed to be reckless with our faith, our faith, and that means to not be reckless with our life. We are recklessly faithful, which means we are extra cautious with how we handle God's walk that he's given us. And the enemy seeks to confuse the believer to believing in what is actually not of God, what is not truth. That's the enemy's desire. If he can get you to believe what is not actually the truth, he's got you. That's what he wants. And you can be shouting, shouting your praises and everything and not even know that you're, you're preaching the enemy's lies because, because we weren't wise in our, our decision-making. We weren't walking with caution. We were walking without it. And I got good news, church. When you live for God fully, you are always on the front line for an attack. But it's okay, don't worry, because the spirit of the Lord is to protect you. The word of the Lord is to protect you. The helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the spirit. You've got weapons now in your praise to protect you. So you laugh off the devil's game. He tries to play you in your mind. So we can't be walking without caution and be walking in wisdom. They, they contradict. We have to walk cautiously, which is our heavenly wisdom discerning the situation of how we should handle it. And 
Words matter. How many know words matter? You know, the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Words matter. And in these last few weeks, I know we've had, had a lot of words going back and forth with people. And, and what's been really neat to see is when people are speaking from the heart out of love, it's reconciled and, and changed differences and brought people together. But what, what's been hard to watch is that as I've seen people preach the love, at the same time, they're throwing out uh, insults. They're saying, if you don't do this, then you are this. And they're casting judgment at the same time they're trying to give love. See, see, they're not discerning. And so then the seed is not received. So when it's in love and it's spoken in love, it will be received in love. And when it's spoken in attack, when it's spoken in slander, when it's spoken in belligerence and insults and slams, and if you don't think like me, then I'm going to insult you and just tell you what I think, that will never reconcile. It has to be done in love because people quit listening when it's not in love. And we can't speak it right. We'll never be able to speak God's word right until we hear it right. A baby learns to speak by what he or she hears. There's a reason it starts with, yaga, 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 mama. You know, because, because eventually he, he or she hears it, unless you're my kids, and they took a little longer maybe. Just kidding, Chloe. <laughs> She's sitting right there. I like to tease her. That's how Gwaltney show love. But you hear it right. And until you hear it right, you can't speak it right. So if you want to speak in a godly way to people you may disagree with or don't understand and that you want to reconcile differences, you have to speak it God's way. That's what wisdom does. It helps you discern how to use your words because words matter. The Bible says we are given account of every idle word we speak when we stand before God in the last days, the day of judgment. And if we can't speak it right, we won't hear it right, and neither will the people who are, we're trying to speak it to. Heavenly wisdom teaches you how to battle with your heart through your praise, through your words, but God's way. Your praise is a weapon of warfare to fight the enemy. I praise when I've got nothing else to say. I praise God because it's a weapon of my warfare. And as I understand it differently, through sanctification, I will speak differently. Verse 17, remember he says, therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. God is not to, to hide the mysteries from you. He wants to reveal them to you. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. He will not give you a stone if you ask for bread. He is saying, I will reveal the mysteries so that I can show you my will. Paul says it, don't be unwise, but understand he's not here to trick you. God is here to bless you and give you his will. And wisdom will separate my emotional feelings from my mission and it will instill heaven's experience into my life so that I can shine my light from last week through wisdom that God gives me in my walk. Words matter. Just read the book of James. I love it because words matter. James talks about the brother of Jesus. He talks about how 
you can control a whole ship by the little rudder in the back. You know, the, the captain's at the little wheel and he's turning the whole thing by the rudder. Or we can, we can turn a whole horse by its mouth, by the bit in his mouth. See, there, the power of death and life is in the tongue. A soft tongue breaks bones, the Bible says. On and on. This is the pathway to send God to somebody else. Words matter. And what I'm filled with is bound to come out. You need the Holy Spirit of God. Touch your neighbor and tell him, you need the Holy Ghost. Because what I'm filled with is bound to come out. If I'm filled with bitterness, hatred, judgmentalness, it's bound to come out until I till the garden of the weeds and replenish with some new fruit. I will never speak it different. And what I speak is what I think because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. See, I'm trying to tie it together for y'all how important words are when we are trying to walk wise according to the gospel. Everybody knows the people who got to give their two cents. And I'm not talking about the lady who gave her two mites and she gave all her hat, all she had in a good way. I'm talking about like social media or like your friends or like there's so many preachers on social media. Who knew it was so anointed, no, Lonnie, that there were so many preachers on social media because everybody wants to give their two cents. But if their two cents isn't said in a way that is received, they're just blowing air. And people are turning them off. Turn them up. Unfollow, unfollow. That's what people do. They turn you off. Your words matter. Think before you speak. Is this the will of God, the way I'm saying this? I can disagree with you. I can challenge what you think, but I can love you in the process, or I can knock you in the process. And there is a difference. And one way works, and the other way does not work. It shuts doors. My words matter. A soft tongue breaks bones. It breaks bones, the Bible says. When I submit to you and I listen first, be slow to speak, quick to listen, James says. When I listen to how you feel, I will see it different. And maybe that submission of me to you to hear you out is actually how we both win. Don't judge me by my meekness. My meekness don't make me weak. It makes me wise because I am discerning how I approach you according to heaven's wisdom. Verse 21, submitting to one another in the fear of God. This doesn't mean I'm scared of you because I'm scared of God. We talked about this kind of fear in the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It says that basically I am reverent to my God who knows more than I could ever fathom. And as I am reverent, that creates a meekness and a, humble with God, a humbleness with God's creation to listen first before I speak, to absorb truth before I throw seed on the field. Words matter. I will treat you how I treat my God, reverent, with respect, honor, and I will listen to what you have to say, and I will love you no matter what, no matter what. So as we walk as the children of God, the children of the light, the children of light, the children of God's love, 
The children that unify, not divide. The children that are to walk in wisdom. How do I remember this? How do I remember so I don't trip when I'm walking? Because we all trip. It's going to happen. And what do you do? You get back up again. And that's okay. You got to hold on to what is precious. Hold on here to what matters, to what is precious. That's where your treasure will be. So a man is he in his heart. That's where his treasure will be, what he, where his treasure is. That's where he will be in his heart. Wisdom redeems what is lost from the past by giving all you've got now. Verse 26, excuse me, 16. Redeeming the time, he says, because the days are evil. I can't go back and change then. Yes. Did I do it God's way then? No, I didn't. But I can change it now because I still have time and time is limited. He says, redeem the time because the days are evil and the devil loves nothing more than you to waste more time. Hold on to what is precious and redeem your time now in the sight of God, your family, your friends, and show them who God created you to be. Submit yourself to what is purposeful, not a waste of your time, but purposeful because wisdom separates my feelings on how I feel from the mission and the mission is purposeful. And as I seek the mission, my purpose will reveal and God will continue to sanctify me and reveal his heavenly experience into my life that I may then lend that to help my brethren. Most of the time, it's limited. Shift, your time is limited. Shift your priorities today to be a blessing tomorrow. Shift right now. Touch your neighbor tell them, shift now. Now is the time. Redeem the time. Shift right now to be a blessing going forth all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The end of Psalms 23. Some of you don't even know that first and foremost, you were created so you could become new. God created you so then you could become new again. Can I change the words to do it again? New again, new again. So to do it again. Paul says in Romans 6, 4, get this. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism to death baptism is death immerse submerse we goodbye to that old person that person is dead though just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the father even so we also should walk in the newness of life we should it's a choice church you can walk in the newness or you can stay dead and when you baptize yourself, when you get baptized in the name of the Lord, you are buried with Christ into his death. And then you should walk in the newness of life, Paul says, because you have an opportunity to walk and you were created first so that you could become new. And until you can become new, you can't bless them like you think. You got to have the flow, the flow, baby, from heaven. And it wants to come inside of you and touch others, God, God's people. You got to flow. Touch your neighbor, tell him, you got to flow. The spirit in me keeps me walking, not my way, but his way. Let's stand to our feet 
as we close out, walk this way. If I could leave you with one other point of what those who walk this way do, how we walk recklessly for God is we walk by faith, not by sight. The world says I'm limited right now. The world says you can't even meet. You can't even have church. It's not essential. I don't walk by sight. I walk by faith. I see what God has down the road. That's what I'm walking by. I see what God has done in the past and how he continues to do things. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are faith walkers. We walk by faith not by sight. We walk by where God is taking us, not where we think we are right now. We are walking ahead of the promise always because the promise will be there when, when, when we arrive to it. The promise didn't change. We're just on our journey to get to it. It's a good thing. You can shout for that right now. You can shout for that right now because we are to move as a church. We are to walk as a church. We are to walk in unity, love, light, and wisdom and that is the promise of God according to his word and anything different is outside the boundaries of his word is not truth redeem the time yesterday's gone make the best of today so that you can see a new life into tomorrow God, we come to you. Everybody just lift a hand right now. Every head bow. If you want to lift two hands, I would, but I got a microphone like this. Submit to the Lord. Lift your hands to the heavens as we pray. God, we are thankful. We are grateful. We are purposeful and we are driven as one seat church. We are going to accomplish the mission that you have put on our plate and we aren't afraid of the world, God. We are afraid of not fully going through the commission that you have called us to to really root up the promise that you are going to bring God we have no idea how big this harvest is and we are ready to labor for the gospel and do whatever it takes and we just can't wait to keep seeing fruit rise up and fields rise up and we are ready to cultivate and harvest and see it multiply in Jesus name God keep us focused on the mission let us put aside the feelings of negativity the feelings of depression the feeling of pain let us put it all aside and remember I've got heaven's wisdom shining down on my life and where God is no man can steer me wrong the demons tremble in the presence of my God and when my God is in the middle the demons flee over the cliff in the swine and they drown because nobody can mess with my Lord and so I'm going to go forth and conquer in Jesus name and God we pray to spread the word in love God that we spread it in love God that everything we do God is in love and we don't attack but we bless we don't hurt we love we don't hit we hug God we love you Lord we're thankful and it's an honor and a privilege to be a servant for your kingdom and if the house of God could say in Jesus name Amen